Hey there, welcome to the Student to CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Mason. We're talking to entrepreneurs who launched their business at a young age, and they're now killing the game. Tune in to our episodes as these guests spill the dirt on taking that leap into entrepreneurship just like they did. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Student to CEO Podcast. I'm so excited to have Kenneth Amadori joining us today. Kenneth is the chief editor and co-founder of financial publication letter CrushTheStreet.com. In his 20s, he started multiple businesses that have gone on to be worth millions of dollars. Spending his time relentlessly analyzing resources to uncover areas in which equity can be captured and a profit can be made, Kenneth is passionate about sharing the lessons of success and failure that have led him to where he is today through his work published weekly at crushthestreet.com. Kenneth, thank you so much for joining us today. Ashley, thanks for having me. I look forward to our conversation. Likewise. And I'd love if you could start off by sharing with our listeners what you do and what led you there with crushthestreets.com. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of a, a journey. It started when I was, I would say, a young boy. And uh, there was always this entrepreneurial spirit that I've had. And I think that's, uh, I'm so grateful for that because it wasn't something that I had to build myself up to. It wasn't created out of the need of, hey, you're at some rock bottom situation. Uh, I need to do something with my life. There was always something in me that said, hey, I want to build a business. I, and I'm just so grateful for that. I think that came from my father and mother, kind of a combination of both. I remember, you know, being in the backyard, whatever, just cleaning up after my dog, cutting knots out of his, the dog's hair, you know, or whatever, just, just spending time with my dad. And my dad was just like, how are we going to make our first million dollars? Or, or just some questions like that, planting seeds. And, and I've, I, I guess I've always gravitated toward that. I would sell candy uh, to my friends in school and, you know, make 20 bucks uh, every couple of days upselling Walmart candy prices and just, it was always in me and I, and I appreciate that drive and, I, and I, uh, I'm grateful for that. My mom always taught me to do my best no matter what. And I think that attitude of wanting to give and serve and over deliver has lended itself to uh, successful businesses. So uh, again, just a combination of things, but uh, I've always wanted to be an investor. I, I understood that if I could build something that was just more than effort in and effort out, you know, gasoline in the tank, gasoline burned, but something that could actually be built and, and, you know, you continue to build momentum, add to the machine that continues to compound. Uh, I knew that I would have leverage over my income over the long term. So investing always appealed to me and going through the 08 crisis and witnessing what happened and watching what was going on to, in the economy as, you know, the politics pertain to it, as the, the macro economy uh, pertain to my investments, it led me to starting crushthestreet.com. And that's where, you know, I, I invest. That's where I share my investment ideas. And I partner with companies who are looking for investors. And, and that's what I do. I, I fund companies and I share my ideas with my readers at crushthestreet.com. 
I love that. And I especially want to highlight the fact that you mentioned that the 08 economy crash is what led you to start crushthestreet.com because that is something that we're seeing so much of right now is the fact that things are changing, which brings up so many problems. But with those problems come so many solutions that people can really take and turn into business ideas. So I think it's amazing that you took kind of something that people would perceive as a negative situation, but flipped the switch on it and turned it into something positive for you. Absolutely. And it's interesting how in general, when you put a, a human being up against the wall and needing to produce income kind of because out of fear or out of, you know, being a, in a rock in a hard place, it's, it's interesting how resourceful people get. It's like the difference between being, you know, 10 pounds overweight or 20 pounds overweight, and then casually trying to do that year after year, you know, go over the finish line and, and lose the weight. But somebody says, Hey, you know, you got diabetes, you got, you know, you've had a heart attack, you had a stroke, and then you need to turn your life around and, and the effort and the resourcefulness and the amount of attention that you put in to turn your life around, it's just completely uh, different in that scenario. And I, I really liken it to that, you know, going through that, witnessing what I thought was going to be my career path, kind of get blown out of the water uh, because of the 08 crisis. I mean, I graduated into that event. I graduated high school in 2006 and, you know, I was all excited to start buying real estate in the in the form of what was going on at the time during the bubble. I mean, people were buying homes, you know, no docks, all that craziness that was happening. And they were making, you know, $20,000 a month in equity and your home's going up like crazy. And I thought that was going to be my, my path going forward. Mm. Uh, But I had to reinvent that, you know, I mean, ultimately I did become an investor, but I had to reinvent that going through that crisis. And, you know, I got a regular job and really had to retrench and backfill all the ideas that I had. And, um, and again, for me, it was that moment of, Hey, this is extreme. You know, what you thought you were going to be doing got completely blown out of the water. So how do you, how do you approach that? Absolutely. And what would you say was the most difficult part of starting your business while young, since you had mentioned that you had started multiple businesses in your twenties, what would you say was really hard about doing so? You know, this is an interesting thing. And I've done a lot of thinking about this. And in hindsight, I don't think I realized it at the time. But I would say being young with a lot of ambition, but very inexperienced in social environments was very difficult. Um, You know, all of a sudden I was the CEO, I was the owner and having to interact with these, uh, you know, alpha uh, people, you know, male or female, Uh, who were 20 years into the business, 30 years, you know, who really understood what was going on, who, um, and and whatnot, having to overcome, you know, inexperience, having to overcome insecurities and how to conduct myself. I mean, I didn't know how to order at a bar. I mean, all all of these different (laughs) things that, you know, were, were leaving me with a lot of uncertainty. I mean, how to sell to somebody when you're just so young, And that was a big problem for me, especially as a young entrepreneur, because I I had no experience. I had all the the drive in the world, but I didn't have the experience. And, you know, when you don't know how to, when you go and play golf for the first time, you've never, you've never done it. Yeah, sure. You're athletic. You might be able to do it one day, but 
if, if you try to do that, it's going to be a really hard round for you. So I had to go through that. I had to experience that. I had to fail and uh, grind through that. And, and I think what was hard about it was convincing myself that I could do it. And it, because in the face of, you know, my failures, you know, my gaffes, um, all of those things that happened, it was very demoralizing in the very beginning. Absolutely. And I can 100% agree with that with just being young, you're faced with so many things that people who have years of experience on you know what to do that you don't. So kind of going along with that, besides actually going ahead and doing the things to learn how to do them, what would you recommend to people who may just be starting out and really feel like they don't have any experience whatsoever in order to be able to know what to do? Yeah, I, I would say you really need to study yourself. I think a lot of us try to start off and, you know, uh, I guess, you know, project an image that we're really not. And I think that's, you know, okay to a certain degree. Uh, you know, it's in marketing and, and not about being disingenuous, but, you know, sometimes you got to put yourself out there and uh, go for it. And it, it may be a little bit, you might be a little bit out in front of your skis, which is fine. But when it comes to self-evaluation, you need to study yourself and you need to be very real with where you are right now. Because the problem is when you start to make steps forward and you progress, if you're lying to yourself about where you are in your uh, learning progression, even when you do progress forward, it feels like a failure because you still have higher expectations of where you think you are. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it's very important to, to understand exactly where you are. That way, when you do uh, put one foot in front of the other, you actually feel the results. Say, hey, I was here. You know, in three months, I've made this much improvement. And, you know, it's like Tony Robbins says, you know, people underestimate what they can do in a, overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a decade. And uh, I believe that is so true, but being honest with yourself is so critical to making those step-by-step -step improvements because a lot of times, you know, we have these expectations that are much bigger than where we are now. And it's almost impossible to even get to where we see ourselves because we're not addressing the very place we are right now. And that is so important to remember. I actually was just sharing this with someone yesterday because I read something similar in a book that we really need to work on being in the present and being grateful for everything that we've accomplished up to now. Like it's the book had mentioned that what has become our new normal with all of these accomplishments is something that we don't necessarily take a step back and appreciate like, hey, I actually did this. And we really need to get better at instead of looking ahead at the future and thinking about where we're not yet, but where we want to be. And instead being grateful for and admiring all of the things that you've done up into this point is just really so important to do. I, I couldn't agree more. And I know sometimes it's just so cliche to say, you know, work on yourself. Why people share this stuff is because they're having massive breakthroughs and they're seeing their lives transformed. And I can tell you for me, I've, I've had just such a transformation in just the last year and two years and three years. I mean, and over the last decade, my goodness, I'm a, I'm a much different person than I was. So I'm such a believer in making the most of the present because 
again, I, I think we're impatient. We want to be uh, somewhere, you know, we have these visions of where we want to be and we try to fill those gaps by jumping to those places and we lose out on the happiness of the present and the fulfillment of the present. And I think we, we, uh, we degradate where we are right now because by focusing on that, we're actually reducing our chances of ever getting to those uh, goals and dreams that we want to get to uh, because we're not focused uh, and being efficient with the present. And that's what I think is very important. And I agree with what you're saying. 100%. On the opposite end of the most difficult part of starting your business while young, what was the most rewarding for you? You know what? I would say uh, breaking through a lot of these things. It was like the opposite of that. It was, you know, achieving the very things that I thought were impossible to overcome, you know, like connecting with um, advertisers and vendors and, you know, making connections with uh, some, you know, very, very, uh, big names in the industry. Those were moments where I was like, wow, look what the seeds that I planted, look what the growth that I put into myself has turned into. And I would, I would say, you know, uh, connecting our company to, you know, big advertisers and, and companies, uh, those were big breakthrough moments. And, uh, you know, some of uh, on another end, there were some, you know, big investments that we made that were very rewarding as well. But I would say the most rewarding things were the things that were like internal, that were internal struggles for me that I had to overcome. And uh, again, talking about those early entrepreneur moments, those insecure moments and, and having breakthroughs in that and then finding real flow and momentum in my business. I would say that was a, a huge breakthrough and a huge high for me. Absolutely. I mean, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which I say all the time, but it's a quote by Marie Forleo, which is everything is figure outable and it could not be more true. It's like these things that we're achieving and accomplishing, accomplishing in our businesses are things that we used to think were never possible for us. And so it's just really amazing and really inspiring to be able to take a step back and see like that you actually achieve the things that one day seemed extremely difficult to you or things that you thought you would never be able to do within your life. Yeah. And what a powerful realization when you can say that, because I would say, you know, even up until recently, I would come across problems or uh, different roadblocks and go, man, that, that's an impossible thing to deal with. Or emotionally, I would go to on a level of zero to 10, a 10 because of the problem that I was facing. But I started to appreciate that, uh, what you're saying right there and say, hey, you know, this is something that is fixable. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people who've dealt or millions, let's just say, that are that have dealt with this very same thing that I'm thinking is the end of the world right now. And they've gotten through it and just being able to appreciate that and not go to a level 10 in anxiety and intensity and fear, uh, when faced with these problems has been something that I think is absolutely huge. And again, it all comes down to effectiveness in your business, effectiveness in life. If you can start mm -hmm. to manage yourself, study yourself, learn yourself, you can have the absolute best possibility in having a successful business. You start to understand yourself, 
you start to understand other people. And you know, what's really powerful too. When you really start to understand how people are, you have compassion for them. Uh, even when they don't have compassion for themselves, you know, when they make a mistake or you start to realize what's going on with them when they don't even realize it. And you start to be like their helping hand for a lot of people. And that's been something that's been new to me for me as well. Uh, as I start to study myself more and more. Most definitely. I was also just speaking to someone yesterday who had mentioned that same thing, exactly what you just said about emotional intelligence and what that can really do as you're an entrepreneur or business owner. Emotional intelligence. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, when you start to deal with people that are hard to deal with, you know, alpha mentalities or competition, you know, times when people are trying to make you look bad to make themselves look good. My goodness. I mean, these are very challenging things for people, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're just working a job and being able to get through those things with resilience, it's powerful. It's very, very powerful. Uh, And, you know, you start to rise above You know, if you can get through those things, pass those tests, you start to rise above and then you get you in a way you almost earn yourself into circles of, you know, higher emotional intelligence of of people uh, that you get to work with. Now, you don't that doesn't mean you don't interact with a lot of craziness sometimes, but, um, you know, people it's like a it's like a marriage. If uh, you want to marry someone who's compassionate, loving, friendly, all these things, I mean, it comes from you first. So again, having that long-term perspective and being able to be that person that you, that you want to spend time with, that you want to make money with, that you want to work with clients, uh, you got to be that person first. I couldn't have said it any better than that. (laughs) But now I'd love to ask you, Kenneth, with the success that you've had with your multiple businesses, what do you think led you to that success? You know, I, I had a quote in my, um, my high school yearbook, um, I forget exactly how it went. It was like the harder I try, the more luck I seem to find. It was along those lines. And, uh, I want to say it's luck, uh, and luck being, you know, putting myself out there and things coming together, you know what I mean? And, uh, having that drive. And I would say, you know, honesty and integrity and prudence, you know, has come a long way because there's a lot of people who aren't honest with themselves and not honest with other people and they poison the well. And because I would tell you, it's not my talent. I'm not the most talented person. I'm not the smartest person out there. And I mean, I've grown up around people who are much smarter than me that are living lives that I don't envy. And, um, I, I have to say that it, it really comes down to that prudence and, being truthful and uh, having a drive that says, this is what I want to do and not giving up because those things made up for my lack of talent in the areas that I would love to be, you know, very talented in. I'd love to be a much better speaker. I'd love to be a much better writer. I'd love to be much smarter and analyzing companies, all these different things. But I would say that my drive and my uh, intentions and all of these things that you know, I'm describing here have made up for that. Uh, And again, I think those things are very important pieces to the talent puzzle for whichever direction an entrepreneur wants to go. 
Absolutely. I mean, resiliency, if that, if anything has been taught to us by 2020, it's resiliency and being able to power through things that come to you. And exactly like you said, you don't need to know everything, but being able to power through and keep going despite facing difficult situations or feeling like you're kind of running around with your head cut off will do so much more for you in the long run. (laughs) Absolutely. And understanding that, I mean, so many people get so flustered and so frustrated. They live miserable lives. I mean, we just know close friends that are so miserable, so miserable with their life. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, (laughs) you live such a good life, you know, and how are you not happy right now? And they're poisoning themselves. Any chances of having any sort of success? um, I would say that's where it comes down to, you know, being super grateful super happy in the moment and having just an appreciation because, you know, I would tell you letting go of extremely high expectations is something very powerful too. It's not that you don't show up. It's not that you don't uh, prepare. It's not that you don't try to, to give it your all, but having these expectations that are very, very high can can take away the, the appreciation for the moment and uh, poison your ability to perform and, and to give it your best because you're going to say, I failed when in reality you did pretty good, you know, much better than you would have done if you hadn't tried at all. Uh, and then you can build off of that. But then, but, you know, starting from the get go, having a really high expectation, it, a lot of times that really hurts people. And so I would recommend exchanging your expectations for appreciation. Uh, That's another Tony Robbins line. (laughs) Yes. And I could not agree more with that. I mean, from my own experience, I'm so guilty. We've kind of already covered this, but I'm so guilty of instead of appreciating where I am right now and what I've accomplished, I'll do something. I'll be like, okay, but what's next? I have this next goal that I need to get to. And it's like things just keep getting pushed bigger and bigger to try to be better. And it's like, instead of doing that, like you said, you end up feeling like a failure, even though you've progressed but you're not reaching that expectation you've set for yourself, it ends up being something negative that you end up talking yourself negatively about it. And so it's so important to be able to, like you said, just let go of those high expectations and truthfully just trust the process. Absolutely. Well, and I'll give you a very personal example. I mean, there was a time, you know, when I was graduating high school and college where my goal was just to have my investments pay for my utility bills and, you know, my goodness, just pay for a few things. That was like the goal, you know, have an invest and then have, have an investment property that would, you know, pay for my mortgage, you know, and, uh, and then, but then as time continued to, to grow, my expectations continued to rise. And, you know, I, in quite in honest, if, if I was honest with myself, if my investments only paid for my utility bills. I'd be very stressed right now because everything grew, you know, my spending grew, my lifestyle grew, all all of these different things. And I've had to self-regulate and say, you know what? No, this is what I'm aiming for. And, and being, and, and when I get to these places, be grateful for them and, and not, not just allow my, my goals and my whatever luxury, uh, uh, you know, all of these things that creep in, uh, overtake 
you know, what my goals were and what I set out to achieve, because I want to appreciate that moment. But if I just allow my lifestyle to expand so quickly, I can't even enjoy the things that I'm achieving that I've set out to achieve. I mean, that should be a great celebration when I got to those points, but I've allowed my lifestyle to outpace that. And I've had to, you know, do things throughout the year to get that under control and say, okay, Hey, how do we, how do we rein this back in? And I've done that, but uh, I can testify to the idea that, you know, when you set goals, your, your dreams can grow bigger than your goals and you can't even appreciate the goals when you achieve them. Yes, 100%. And so Kenneth, with your entrepreneurial journey, if there was one thing you wish you did differently or one thing you know now that you wish you knew then, what would it be and why? I would put more emphasis on organization. That's probably my biggest uh, weakness and having to go back and you know, deal with problems from, you know, 2013, or I, you know, I, how did I, how did we, what company companies that we work with? I mean, all of these different things that come down to organizations who we hired, uh, that was my biggest weakness when it came to organization. Uh, and if I could do it all over again, I would be way more organized and have the organization that I do now, uh, in the early days of the company. That is a good one that no one has actually mentioned before, because it's something that can get really difficult once you start to hire people. If you don't have all of your ducks in a row, then being able to onboard someone and try to teach them everything from your head, speaking from experience here, is really, really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's so true. And, you know, um, we haven't had any issues with auditing or anything like that. I mean, our business is, is done everything proper. Uh, but there are just things where it's like, if I had to pull out the details of, you know, many things, uh, it would be a big pain, uh, that I wouldn't want to have to go through. So, um, yeah, I would recommend people be organized, but you know, again, everyone has their weaknesses. So, uh, mm. that might not be someone else's weakness. Uh, and so it, it, you really have to self-diagnose and say, where am I? What do I need to work on? Uh, to bring to the table to be, you know, a rounded off good entrepreneur that has the best chances of succeeding. Most definitely. And since you started your businesses in your 20s, why do you think it's so important for individuals to start a business at a young age specifically? That's an interesting one. I mean, I don't think, I think anyone can benefit from a, a business idea. But the problem with it as you get older is your risk tolerance gets uh, higher. You know, you're, you're, you don't, you don't want to be as risky. And again, starting my business when I was in my twenties, you know, it was a time when I didn't care if I lost any, everything. I didn't have a family to feed uh, a lot of bills. I mean, I was at a point in my life where, you know, I was going to give it all I got and I didn't have the stress of, of, you know, money that needed to go out for the things that I wanted to achieve. Now, someone in their forties who has a mortgage, has 10 year old kid, I mean, kids going to college, I mean, all of these different things, a job that they have to work. I mean, that's, uh, that's the challenge. So, um, I would say people that are in their twenties or, you know, teens, 
in their thirties, you know, when they have less responsibility, if they can strike while the iron's hot, start a business. I mean, this is a, this is a great time because uh, again, your the ability to take risks in your earlier years uh, greatly outweighs uh, the chances of you being able to do it when you're in your forties and fifties and sixties, and you may, maybe you want to be slowing down mm-hmm. and not ramping up your life. Absolutely. And going along with that too, I love to say that the younger you focus on any type of dream, so it doesn't even have to be starting a business, but any type of dream that you have, the younger you start, the more time you have to make an impact. So if you're starting at 20, so to say you have 10 years more compared to if you were to start at 30, which I think is a really powerful thing to think about because it's like, imagine how much more you can accomplish and how much more of a difference you can make in the world and the people that you're serving. So true. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the experience that goes in to, uh, that, that you're going to learn to be able to get to a place where you are now, uh, it, it takes time. So if you can start that sooner rather than later, you can get to those places quicker. And, uh, what a, what a great point you brought up in terms of being able to reach more and more people, because what, the thing about a business is that it's a machine that continues to grow. And, you know, each year that you work on it, it's, it's making the machine bigger and stronger, more powerful. So, uh, a small move of the needle can have a big difference on whatever it is you're trying to en- endeavor for. So uh, I 100% agree with that. Start early, start young, and uh, you know, go go for it. And I, I would encourage people to go for it because um, there's is something so fulfilling about starting a business. You know, facing challenges, facing risk, and then overcoming those risks. I mean, the risk reward the joy that comes from that. It's hard to explain. And again, it's not for everybody. I mean, some people, maybe they just don't want to start a business. It doesn't appeal to them. You know, some mm-hmm. people like golfing, some people don't. So for some people running a business might be a complete miserable situation, but I would imagine the people listening to this podcast are interested. You're inspired. You, you have ideas that you want to put out there. So Uh, You can do that. And even if you are older, look for ways to de-risk your your, uh, ability to start. Look for inexpensive ways to start. Look for ways that you can still keep your job and start your business. You know, all of these things that you can be creative in doing to start your business and not feel like you need to, you know, completely risk everything that you have going on currently. Be smart about that, calculated, uh, but do it. Definitely do it. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like there's this stigma with entrepreneurship where people automatically assume that in order to start a business, you need tons of money, which I mean, depending on the industry and what your business is, you might, but in most cases, not always. I mean, I started my business with a few hundred dollars and things like that. So it's like, you can get started really small and in a way that feels comfortable to you. So that, like you said, you're not taking on so much risk, but still building something that you're proud of and feel passionate about. Absolutely. Our, my business started with uh, $1,300 and it was mostly corporate fees and a domain name. It wasn't much at all. So that totally resonates with me. And I think that uh, people can do that and look for ways to do that. You know, you start small, uh, build a small customer base, start it at your home. I mean, you know, 
you know, all of these things. I mean, unless you really needed to start something with a lot of capital, uh, of course, you know, every business is different, but be smart, be calculated. And I think that uh, th- that's a great way to go. Absolutely. Kenneth, you have shared so many great pieces of advice throughout this episode that I know our listeners will truly appreciate and find to be so valuable. So with that being said, I'd love to ask you that if there was one last piece of advice that you could share with our listeners for someone who may just be starting out, what would it be? Well, I've, I've mentioned a lot of things so far. And so I, I want to, I want to think of something that would be different. And I'd say, um, hmm, I would say, have a realistic goal, you know, have a realistic goal. And step by step, each and every day, make progress towards that goal because you'll be surprised how compounding your momentum will uh, get you to where you want to be and then grow beyond that goal. I know we talked about the problems with, you know, your goals and, and then not appreciating those goals, but, you know, getting to that place where you can achieve your goal step by step, day by day, and watching things start to fall in place is so powerful for you to to build your business, get to where you want to be and uh, really start to get in front of the competition because, you know, like for instance, real estate, you can be a realtor. There's so many people at that base level getting their real estate license, tons of people getting their real estate license, but, you know, getting to that place where you sell your first home, multiple homes, you know, step by step, inch by inch and getting uh, beyond where the majority are, which are not making any money at all, then you get into another level of momentum. So uh, step by step, inch by inch, build that momentum for yourself, have goals and um, start your business. 100%. I love it. So now Kenneth, I'd love if you could share where our listeners can find you online in case they'd like to connect with you further. Well, people can visit me at my website, crushthestreet.com. I do interview other guests. Uh, We're more focused on the economy and finance. If you're interested in learning more about what's happening in the markets, visit crushthestreet.com. But if you want to also email me, uh, you can email me at Kenneth at crushthestreet.com. We can chat entrepreneurship, money, anything you want. So uh, thank you so much, Ashley, for having me on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for being a guest. And I will make sure to put those links in the show notes in case anyone missed them. Thanks so much for listening today. I'd love it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with those who could use it most. For show notes and more information, go to studenttoceo.com forward slash podcast.